This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. Really the only two that beef in here most of the time is screaming, Chris. And Chris Ello. Yeah, we're the only beefers. (laughs) Where's my notebook? Where's my notebook? It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! And Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Into the happy hour we go. One hour away from the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Five o'clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Finishing up a carryover of The Big Five. The Big Five. I think Tony's the only one left. Yeah. To no, give his and, opinion on this Odell the, Beckham the, Jr. The, video. I, I must say, when I, when I watched it, it upset me. Because... Uh, I've, I've I've flown almost my entire life. I mean, like, a lot. And I've seen far worse antics. Now, granted, pandemic kind of changed everything for flight attendants in particular. It, I know. It just seemed like they were under attack quite often. So I think there's a little residual effect from that. Uh, but that's no excuse, right? I, I don't think so. Uh, are not I think, enough of an excuse I, because flight attendants can be so short sometimes. They, uh, 100%, I've and seen you want to understand where they're coming from because you don't know exactly what they've dealt with leading up to that. Yeah, but it also whatever they've dealt with is not your fault particularly, and it's part of the profession, right? right. And I've seen flight attendants get snappy. You just ask a question. You you haven't even had any you know, relationship with that person and they and they hold a ton of power. I mean, ultimately, your flight, your travel day can be ended by an upset flight attendant. I'm not saying that all flight attendants. Buckle your seatbelt, sir. Right. Just a second. Uh, I said buckle your seatbelt. I've had that happen. Wait a second. I'm getting to it. Uh, You know what? We're going to remove you from this flight. I haven't had that happen. You would. I haven't either. But. If that did happen, you would have to leave the flight. Well, why aren't you buckling battle? your seatbelt when they ask you? I was in the middle I of just doing said something. If you were trying to move and something around before you buckled it, is what I'm getting to. But that's but that that happens though. I've seen I've literally seen that happen before. Right. Um, I can't help but think there was he was targeted. It, just the way that all went down, the way the security guards came in, talking to him. He clearly is tired now. 
What was he out partying the night before? He wouldn't be the first and he person. Admitted it too. There wouldn't be the Which first no person problem. that got on a plane after partying yeah. the night before and fall asleep. Right and fall and fall asleep. The and security guard or the police officer. It, what, what pissed me off was that it was insinuated, and you could tell in the way the the security guard responded after talking to him that he was on something or he was doing it. and that's how it was written about when it happened. It was, but the, the, the security guard of the airport police basically said, he just, he, I think he's fine. I think it's he's up to just, you guys if you want to kick 100%. him off the plane, but I think he's fine. He's and just they tired. Were, and, and, it was all, and listen, ultimately, as we just finished playing, the flight attendant will make that decision by going to the, the captain of the, of the plane and they make that happen. It was almost like the, flight, the two flight attendants who were the culprits in this were like trying to convince the security guard yeah. who, who had no jurisdiction to remove them at all. No, he told them that. <laughs> to the to believe them. And that just it just rubbed me the wrong I way. Also it felt like that was solely based on it being Odell Beckham and she might not know who he was, but she knew he was somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just that just bothered me. I, I, I just think they also put they also put Odell in danger a little bit because they right, because started rallying the other passengers who were mad that they were sitting on the tarmac and they wanted to get home and they were telling him to get off the plane. And, and rightfully so. Listen, I get it. it could, same way Chris was saying that it's not the it's not the passengers' problem that the flight attendants are having a bad day. It's also not the other passengers' problem that this guy is holding. Whoever it is is holding up their plane, and I can see their frustration in that. So I I just I don't I don't pay much attention to that, but. All of this started because flight attendant, I think, was a little quick to, so to call security. Again, I put the video up on my Twitter, at Matt Scraby. And as a guy who's a recovering alcoholic, and as a guy who's been on a lot of planes drunk, and as a guy who uh, has passed out on planes drunk, I have never, never been kicked once off. had someone even talked to me because, A, I was making sure I was on the straight and narrow so I can get home. But, B, you, no one ever said that. As a guy who played a, a lot of minor league baseball and has been on flights with teammates that are just ham bone from the night <laughs> from the night before, never once have I seen any of those. And they were unruly at times. How many flights was I on with minor league hockey players? Never once need to, have I seen somebody I need to go off. a whole lot deeper than that. To tell you that a lot of flight attendants put up with some things they should not have 100%, had to put up with. 100%. I think the fact that I'm defending Odell tells everyone <laughs> what's going on yeah, in this all video. We need to know. That's right. <laughs> this is almost the equivalent of you defending the Seahawks yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a very crazy. It doesn't happen. Indeed. Michael Jordan's going to have one of his uh, NBA records wiped out of the books tonight. Biggest. Crowd? Biggest crowd ever to see an NBA game currently was 1998 in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. 62,000-plus came out to see Jordan lead the Bulls against the Atlanta Hawks. But tonight they're expecting 68,000 at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, some of whom will actually be able to see the Warriors play the Spurs. I would imagine that those up in the uh This is where the Spurs used to play, right? No, they never played at the Alamo Dome. They, I thought they did. Where they play? There was another place before so. they this. Didn't they the, used to put like a, a curtain? That's what I thought. Um, a lot of teams have pulled a curtain. I don't think they played at the Alamo Dome, though. I'm going to look this up. Look it up. I, I know they played at the Hemisphere Arena way back when. And before their new place, maybe they did check into the Alamo Dome a few times. But I don't, I don't recall it. Anyway, I mean... To me, you're crazy to go to an NBA game and sit up in the upper deck no of a shot. place like yeah. this. You can't no see shot. anything. The Alamo Dome was the home of the Spurs from 93 to 2002. I, I thought so. That. Yeah. All right. Well, th- then they didn't open it up like this, though. 
No. no. To have the they had the curtain. They had the curtain. Yeah, they literally had a curtain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tonight they're going to probably have 68,000 people. This gives me um this gives me Sean Elliott and David Robinson feels watching this angle that cuz this is how it this is what you used to see when they were playing in the Alamo Dome. Okay. Well, it seems like the court is probably this pie, the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> From you're up top. One of the people lucky enough to sit courtside. I don't know that the NBA does. I mean, like the NHL has been pretty successful with the outdoor hockey game. They're also picking smaller venues. They're too. picking some more, mostly baseball stadiums, right. some football stadiums. But that just seems, for some reason, playing hockey outdoors or something kind of interesting and fun about that. I don't know. Would they ever play? They well, don't ask Steve Fisher this question. Would they ever play basketball outdoors? Because every time the Aztecs played outdoors, it hasn't, it hasn't gone well. It did I think not the, go well. Um, the Petco Suns Park did, and also they did. did. The Suns out, play an outdoor game. I believe it was an Indio. I'm not sure if it was a preseason game or an actual game, but it was. I don't remember that. It was in the tennis court. They had it at the tennis court where they have the uh, the Indian Wells Invitational or whatever. Did they actually play that game, yeah, or did it see. get canceled? I don't remember. Let me see. I remember hearing a little something about it. It was a preseason thing. Okay, it was if preseason. Anything. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't a regular season. Oh game. yeah, yeah. 2008, the Suns and the Denver Nuggets played a preseason game, first outdoor game in the modern era. Yeah. But yep. it was preseason. Preseason, yeah, it was yeah. a real game. How did it go? Obviously, not too well because nobody's done it again since 2000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. It it's was like, uh, uh, that wasn't that great of an idea, guys. Let's yeah, not do let's, that again. Let's, yeah, it's kind of rough. Just to kind of recap some of the things we talked about uh, earlier today, Padres. Uh, a few Padres got a, a pay raise. Uh, Juan Soto settles for uh, a twenty-three million dollar ar- to avoid arbitration. He'll make twenty-three this year. Josh Hader will make 14-1. He avoids arbitration. Austin Nola, 2.35. He gets a little pay raise, a little pay bump. And Jake Cronenworth avoids arbitration as well. He gets 4.225. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, Padres rumors starting to kick up dust again. Hassan Kim, a name that's being floated out there. Pablo Lopez, a pitcher for the Marlins, is a name. Being floated back the other way. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. As you never can put too much. You can never put anything past AJ. No. Ever. No. I mean, he's going to he's gonna search right till the bitter end and, uh, you know, try to formulate this team the best he can. I, I, I mean, I don't want to trade anybody, but I, in order to get another, you know, quality starting pitcher, I'm probably going to have to trade somebody at this point. So Cord- we'll see what he winds up doing. He, there's still some guys left in free agency yeah. that have not been picked up yet. Although the list has gotten smaller, Cueto comes off that list. Tinier, yeah. According to only Buster Only Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins, the signing of jo- of Johnny Cueto adds even more depth to a team that is already stacked in starting pitching. And now Miami GM King Ing can start to use some of her rotation surplus to augment that starting lineup. I- yeah, I also saw an MLB Network. I was watching it the other day, and they were talking about Kim Ng and how she won't name a shortstop for the franchise, which also kind of fuels the fire of maybe they're going to acquire a, sh- a shortstop. Yeah, uh, I put this on they Twitter. They also traded Miguel Rojas to the Dodgers, they which did. is a shortstop. Yeah, a couple of days ago. I oh yes, that did happen. I completely forgot about that. I put this up on Twitter. Well, oh, you were golfing, so I don't at, think oh. you were supposed to, <laughs> okay. to know at that point. Uh, I'm not required to know what was going on that day. <laughs> and I said, would you be okay with a Hassan? Kim plus someone for a Pablo Lopez and majority are yes and some are saying they want Edward Cabrera over Pablo Lopez but Edward Cabrera is younger Why? and less proven 
Let's 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 pull that up. All right, I'm pulling up his stats right now. Let's pull that up. Let's go to Baseball Reference and look up what was what's Cabrera's first name? Edward. Edward. Okay, in 2022, he he was six and four, three point zero one ERA, fourteen games started, seventy one innings, um, seventy five strikeouts. I mean, he's, me, not, he's not get, jumping off the page. Hold up. But. Give me Pablo's numbers. Pablo is 10 and 10, 3.75. I, I want to talk about that 71 innings that everybody is booking on with Cabrera. I, I, Pablo I, I short to buck 80. <laughs> I, I, mean, I shortchanged him two, uh, two thirds of an inning, so 71. I'm and sorry, two-thirds. 71 and two thirds inning. I mean, that is a sample size that you're going to. to Trade Hassan to trade Hassan Kim for? Yeah. I, I'd feel more comfortable with Pablo Give me Lopez. the 180. Because ultimately, you're, again, you're not looking for a front-line starter. You're, you're looking, looking for, for an innings, innings eater. eater. Yes. Yes. And 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 listen, you know how young arms are, are really? We've, we've, we've seen it here in San Diego. Young arms are not unleashed. They will gradually build up somebody seventy one innings, seventy one and two thirds, whatever it is. So that means we're, we're working what one twenty five, one forty next year if you double. I yeah, mean, that's, it's just, that's, a lot. that's that's a lot. And Good so point. I don't know. I I I was thoroughly impressed with Pablo uh, Lopez, and and after having a conversation with Don Mattingly when they came here, mm. I mean, he said in terms of pitching. That was their best guy. Now that was before uh, Alcantara. Just Alcantara went on that crazy run there at the end. This was early in the season when we saw him. But that's uh, saying something that he thought 100%. there was a guy better than Alcantara even at that point. Stuff is all. It was Alcantara, but he said in terms of pitching, Pablo Lopez was was that guy at the time. So Pretty I don't good. know. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. You, as we said, AJ Preller is always on the prowl. Looking to do something. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. All right, let's get to the really serious stuff, the thing I've been waiting for all week. Yes, it's time for some NFL pick Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, 519, welcome back. It is high time we get into some NFL playoff picks. Been looking forward to it. The regular season is over. Uh, I was the champion this year over Tony in our head-to-head regular season pick a matchup, but that's all in the past now. Oh. The uh, cl- slate is wiped clean. <laughs> Scraby joins the crew, and we do our playoff picks, and we do not pick against the spread because we gamble responsibly on this show. That's true. Just got to pick the winners of the six divisional wild card playoff games coming up this weekend. But we do so in order of confidence. So um, there's a six-point game all the way down to the one-point game. Simple as that. We'll total up the points and let you know how things stand when we reconvene are we doing, next week. Are we doing six-point first or yeah. one-point first? Is six-point yes. the most sure or the least That's sure? That's the most sure. Because okay. if that team wins, you get six points. All right, all right, all right. So you want the team that you're most sure is going to win I did this assigned the six-point game. The team you're most concerned about is your one-point game. Now, if you get them all right, it obviously wouldn't matter what order you're in because you'd get all 21 available points. Okay. Which uh, I hasten to point out, I did last year get all six games right, which means I'll no way I'll in do the it first again. round. In the first round, correct, humble last brag. Year. A little humble <laughs> brag. That's humble not brag. even a humble brag. That's just a brag brag. Because <laughs> I was pretty happy with that last year. All right, we'll see what yeah, happens to the point this year. where you are still talking about it. I know. I'm just giving people a little history, a little background as we head into the picks. All right, just for that crack, you got to go first. <laughs> What's your six-point game there, uh, Einstein? <laughs> uh, sorry, Chris. It's the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo over Buffalo. Miami. They just, like you said, they don't have Raheem Mostert. They, the Dolphins don't. They don't have Tua. They do got Skyler, though. Skyler, Skyler Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, Skyler Thompson. Back I saw him play last week. Not good. I hope they don't have him. I hope they run the Wildcat. So <laughs> <laughs> Bills, my number or number my six point six pick. point game. All right, Tony. Uh, I'll take the Bills as well as my six point game. Yeah, I would love to not take the Bills as my six point game, but it's just too automatic. Yeah. So I have to take the Bills as well. All right, up to our five point game now. The game you feel second best about, and uh, Tony, you'll go first oh. for the five point pick. Sorry. You want me to go and then come back to you for no, the next no, one? No, 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 no. All right. No, no, no. All right. Five-point game. What's your next most automatic win? Niners, you better not mess this up, man. Give me the Niners. Niners. I'm going Niners as well for my five-point pick. It's pretty hard to believe they're going to lose to the Seahawks. But remember, as, as a rookie quarterback has not won a playoff game in 10 years in the NFL. I know. So. It makes me nervous. I've told you guys all week. He has who's your five-point five five How point nervous pick? are you? 49ers. Not no, that nervous. No. Not that nervous. All right. So well, at least I feel better because if they mess it up, we all, all mess yeah, up. We, yeah, we've, we've, we've all, all made the same pick. <laughs> we'll all win or we'll all lose. We all go in the Buffalo for six points, San Francisco for five. 
Now the four-point game. I don't know that we might all agree on this as well. Uh, I think the Bengals are the next logical choice here. Um, I would give Baltimore a fighting chance if they had a quarterback. Yeah, this would be a little more difficult. Without Lamar Jackson, uh, the defending AFC champs, the Bengals. I, I will say this. There's only three teams in NFL history have lost a Super Bowl and come back to win the Super Bowl the following year. And only the Patriots of 2018 have done it over the last 50 years. Mm. So uh, long, the long odds time. are stacked yeah. against the Bengals, but not in this game. I'll take Cincinnati for four points. Scraby, what's your four-point game? Chris, we're thinking alike. I think the just for all the reasons you said, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. Why do I like to do that to, to names of teams? <laughs> I don't Pirates. know. I want, I want just trying to move on. I want the Bengals, too. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Another. All right, so all three of us are the exact same on those. I think things will start to shuffle up here a little bit as we get down toward the bottom. Uh, Three-point pick. Scraby, you are first. What game is next, and who are you picking to win it? Now, I, I think, think the other three games are all very competitive. Yeah, I think this way. is where we all... This is where we diverge. Where, yes, yes. I, I, I am not convinced in the Giants as much as you two are. Uh, I just think that the Giants are... It, they're not ready for the big. They're not ready for a playoff win. Uh, they're not ready for the big kick. <laughs> they're not ready for the <laughs> big kick. Uh, Vikings, though, I feel I said this earlier in the week. Justin Jefferson is probably angry that he didn't play well the last couple weeks. I think they're going to force him the ball, and I think that he's going to run wild. I'm going to take the Vikings. You got to have support for your high school teammate. Oh yeah, of course too. My my high school teammate Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Vikings. We talked earlier today and he said I'm going to force the ball just, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh, so. Wait, he talked to you and didn't talk to us? Yeah, he talked to me. Oh. That might yeah, be a mistake to tell we the talked. Giants that you're going to force the ball to Justin Jefferson. They may want to cover him with a few Giants guys. are listening to this broadcast, so Giants aren't that smart. <laughs> now. They're not going to figure it out. They're not going to hear about it. Yes, All right, Scraby, your three-point pick is Minnesota. Tony, who's yours? It's going to be Minnesota. Minnesota as well. All right. Uh, I will go with a different game here. Finally. Uh, I'm going to go with the Charger-Jacksonville game Mm. here. And uh, (laughs) I'm probably going to hate myself for this pick. Who are you taking? Uh, Well, I'm not going to tell you quite yet, but Jacksonville has (laughs) the advantage in coaching by a long shot. Oh, we know what this means. They have a huge advantage in ownership. I don't shot. know about that. Sean Cotton has done some weird stuff in his life, nah, too. Yeah, he didn't he take a team has. away from us in San Diego. Okay. I don't know how you can compare right. owners All right. there. Touche. Touche. Chargers are stupidly going to be without Michael people. Williams. But based on the improving Charger defense, which adds Nick Bosa and others, I will take the Chargers. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is the Charger? Sorry. Yes. Nick Bosa is yeah. the four-year-old. All right. Uh, anyway, I'll still take the Chargers as my three-point pick. Mm. Going to Jacksonville mm. and beat the Jags. Even without Mike Williams, who broke his back last week. Yeah. Yep. Literally. Yeah, that was a really sharp move. All right, time for your two-point pick. Tony, you're up. Yeah, the Mike Williams thing is a bad omen for the Chargers. It fits the script that we're used to with Charger football. So I won't be taking them. I'll be taking the Jaguars. Taking Jacksonville. Huh? All right. Very good. My two-point pick is going to go against your guys' three-point pick. I do like the New York football Giants to win this game on Sunday. Um, just based on the fact that um, they got a little better running game and they got a little better defense in Minnesota. Oh, they I have think. a lot better defense than Minnesota. Minnesota's and, defense is um, not good. 
You know, I think Minnesota won the first game. Giants were minus two in turnovers. If they clean that up, I think they can beat Minnesota even on the road. I like the uh, NYGs here for two points. Scraby, your two-point pick will be? I mean, Tony and I have to disagree on something or else we're just going to tie, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I I just think Tony's right. It's a bad omen that Mike Williams got hurt. I, I think that Trevor Lawrence, he... Is he has a better pedigree than Justin Herbert does? He's played in bigger games. He, Trevor Lawrence has always been successful, and I feel like that's going to translate. Did to you playoffs. hear this one statistic about Trevor Lawrence? What going Dude. back to high school? He what? he's never lost a game on a Saturday <laughs> ever, and that's true. That's why he didn't lose like any of his college of his losses. Yeah. In college, were on Monday nights or huh. you know other days of the week, and they're and playing he only on lost Saturday. A few. The Jaguars, it is baby. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, so that leaves the one-point pick, and all of us have saved the Tampa Bay-Dallas game for last. And um, it's my turn to go first. I'll take the, well, it's as I said yesterday. Tom Brady on one side, Mike McCarthy on the other. (laughs) This is a no-brainer. I'll take Tampa Bay. But I obviously don't feel that great about it because it's only my one-point game. Uh, Scraby, you're up. Oh, no, that means Tony. Uh, I was going to do the opposite of Tony, honestly. Well, you... Just be a be a step up and pick on your own here. Now that you picked Tom Brady in the Buccaneers, I'm thinking about changing it right here on the spot. Um, Mike McCarthy did do that weird spike play last year in the playoffs that didn't work at all. So, I mean, I have to go with the GOAT. I have to go with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I don't think they're going to make it past the second round, but I, I don't feel good about this one at all. all right. well, I don't think Nobody feel feels good about, about it. it. That's so. why it's the one-point pick. <laughs> All right, Tony, uh, you going to go uh, Tampa Bay with us, or are you going to go with the how about them Cowboys? can't believe I'm doing this. Jones. I'm going to take Dak Prescott and Whoa. how about them Cowboys, baby? Okay. <laughs> you got it. All right, so very quickly to recap our NFL picks, we all like Buffalo as our six-point most obvious game. We all like San Francisco as our five-point game. We all like Cincinnati as our four-point game. Things start to change a little bit. For three points, Tony and Scraby are going Minnesota. For two points, Tony and Scraby are going Jacksonville. The one game they differ on is Dallas and Tampa Bay, with Tony taking Dallas, Scraby taking Tampa Bay. My bottom three are just a little different. (laughs) I got the Chargers three, Giants two, and Tampa Bay won. Dave Marcus is listening to our show right now. Yes, sir. Hi, and, Dave Marcus. And he said, "Atta boy," because I picked the Cowboys. Oh, that's right. And he oh, knows how much guy, I despise yeah. the Cowboys. I do too. I, 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 that's part of the reason I couldn't pick them. Thanks well, for listening, Dave. It may uh, may work out. Yeah. The Dallas has been looked so bad lately, but all they have to do is switch, and yeah. they're much better than Tampa Bay. I think so. I think, but they, they, they do really have, bad. They do so have, poorly. They, they do have the X factor in Mike McCarthy. Though. I <laughs> and they look scary. They looked really bad last week. Horribly bad. Yeah. And they played but How their many starters. times have you seen teams look horribly bad and they come right back the next game? Yeah. I mean, it happens That's true. often. That's but, what scares uh, me about the, the Vikings. Because I agree, the Vikings haven't... They don't, they don't instill a lot of confidence in you, but I just have a feeling they're going to run. I just have a feeling they're going to run through the Giants. Run through the Giants. All right. Well, I'm the only one who's taking the Giants in that one. So we'll see how it all turns <laughs> out this weekend. And uh, we'll have our results on Tuesday. And don't... Uh, keep in mind, uh, 
Tony and I will be more than happy to be wrong on our five-point pick. Without a doubt. We would love to be wrong on that one. All right, uh, coming back with our interview of the week. Stick around as uh, Gwen and Chris continues. 536, winding down. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Got our interview of the week coming up. Dave S.A., you missed it earlier this week. Came I did. On. Yeah, well, you two definitely missed it. Yeah. You we guys were uh, weren't here. You were on Remind the everybody who he is. Oh, yes. Dave S.A. is uh, the – covers the Dodgers. Uh, sideline, you see him on MLB oh, Network. Oh, that's right. You might remember you now. might remember him from crashing down Bernie uh, Bre- Bernie Brewer's slide and cracking his ribs and yes, breaking his arm. He thought he would do a funny little bit, yeah, about sliding down the uh, Bernie Brewer slide, and it did not end well. You know, for him. I, I don't take pleasure in anybody's injury, but if you guys know Dave, Dave gives me a hard time every time I see him. I saw that firsthand at the winter meetings. You saw it firsthand at the winter meetings. And so, uh, just just say for about a month, he heard from me on a consistent basis <laughs> about popping up on national TV. Because it, it didn't just hit the baseball world. This became like a national story where I think he went viral at one point. Oh, yeah, he did. He definitely did. <laughs> because the way he hits is so awkward. It was almost like that padded wall was Ray Lewis. <laughs> it really <Dude>. was. <laughs> So you get a chance to hear from him. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go for it. How is he doing? He's doing great. Okay. He's, he he's healed up. from that. He, he, uh, he, as you'll hear on the interview, he just got back from vacation in, in some nice oceany place where he was jumping off of boats. Oceany and, place. <laughs> jumping off of boats and into the water. He looked pretty pretty healthy to me. So, uh, Will he ever do the slide again? You'll get a chance to hear that. So oh, you, you, okay. Yeah, yeah you get wow. a chance. Of course, I didn't let him come on the show and not give him a hard time. I just, I, I've seen this video maybe a million times because it's so hilarious, and I just don't know how you don't he get it, did right? as much damage told, as he did. He's made out of brittle, is what he is. <laughs> I mean, but he's not. If you look at the way he collided into that wall, I think anybody would have broken every bone see, in their I body. I don't see that. <laughs> It was just the biggest mix-up <laughs> at the end of a slide you've ever seen. First of all, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody on that slide come in that hot. I don't know what he was on, but he was coming at a pretty high rate. And Bernie, Bernie, uh, Bernie the Brewer is uh, a lot bigger sliding yeah, down that yeah. thing. You would He's think there's more, more velocity coming by. But, uh, yeah, Dave Vassay. Broke the mold uh, when he slid down that. Google that Dodgers broadcaster breaks ribs. <laughs> that's what that's what it's under. Oh, you'll find it. You'll find it. I'm a good Googler. You know, we had planned to come on here and give you guys one of our best uh, happy hour segments. You know, Chris, as Scraby has uh, talked about. You know, sometimes he he watches hockey games over there. Mm-hmm, it slows mm-hmm, the whole internet mm-hmm. down. <laughs> sometimes he follows the rabbit hole mm-hmm. and. Earlier, he was down a rabbit hole. What is the rabbit hole? It is this uh, advertisement photo montage <laughs> that the 
web offers. Twenty five stars. You'll never believe what they look like now. <laughs> yeah, that. And I've clicked on it. Come I've on. clicked on that one for that specific yeah, one for yeah. sure. I've and it never on. gets you to the place that you want to go. No, no. Half of the people you're like, I don't remember that person anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Chris was in a good one. Uh, was it Hollywood actors that had been blackballed? Yeah, Hollywood actors that had been blackballed. And uh, so I was looking at the list. I can't find it again. I clicked off of it, and now it's uh, nowhere to be found. I can give you celebrity couples with major age differences. Ooh, I like that one. Like that. Harrison Ford and Clista Flockhart on that list? I don't know. He hasn't clicked, clicked on, on it yet. yet. <laughs> that's one of the possibilities. Uh, I can find uh, 50 celebrities on their very first red carpet. I don't care. I can give you uh, 10 celebrities people automatically assume will make a movie great. I don't care. I don't really understand that one too well. There's a lot of sports ones on here, too. Uh, Al Michaels reflects on calling Amazon's awful 2022 (laughs) Thursday night games. He was quite upset about it. (laughs) It was my favorite version of Al Michaels. He was so upset about that. He was not happy. But yeah. as we said, Al, you, you signed a contract, buddy. Yeah. This is what you signed up <laughs> yeah, for. I think everybody's got caught clicking on this rabbit hole worth oh, of, for, uh, for worth sure. of uh, advertisement slash photos. No doubt. It's pretty funny. All right, let's get to our interview of the week. If you missed it, Dave Say covers the Dodgers. Uh, joined us earlier this week. First, here's some traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Oh, and joining us here uh, is is a very very special guest. Uh, this man helped me get my foot, get my feet wet in this industry. Dave Vasse covers the Dodgers. Joins us here on Gwen and Chris, Gwen and Chris, in the Premier Chevrolet Carlsbad Fan Hotline. David, how are you, man? Man, are you enjoying your off season? I am, Tony. Great to be on with you guys. Great to hear your voice. Fresh from Maui, if you could believe I it. Saw. Took the family there last week. I yeah, saw baby. you jumping off of boats into the ocean. You having a good old time. Hey, I got to live life, man. I'm not sure if it's midlife crisis or <laughs> the Padres coming of age, but I got to go crazy. Well, uh, first, I, I, I'm happy that you've gotten outside of the baseball realm. It was a rough year for you, man. Not only did you, did the squad that you cover get have an early exit, but you had some bumps and bruises along the way, man. How are we recovering with the arm and, and rib cage there? Yeah, well, uh, I guess I'll have to make the trip to Milwaukee. I would like to <laughs> skip that trip, but I'll uh, I'll have to make it back there with the team at the beginning of May. Um, I know I'm back to full strength, Tony, because my jump shot's back. Oh, so there watch you go. out when I see you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, it was interesting, David, because I saw you – Around the, I think at the All Star Game, I don't remember if you were still in the sling or not, but we saw your your progression with the recovery as the season went along and into the postseason. So good to hear you're uh, doing better. I'm jealous. The Maui trip, I got to get to Hawaii. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers. Uh, been uh, an interesting off season. Uh, we were talking about it uh, earlier in the hour. A bit of a different off season for the Dodgers than what we're accustomed to seeing. How would you sum up the L.A. Dodgers offseason so far heading into 2023? 
Yeah, it was pretty quiet. I think that's the best way to sum it up. Uh, they basically were very measured and I think in some respects had some sticker shock from the way the free agent market went. Um, they decided not to bring back Tyler Anderson uh, for what the Angels gave him. And that turns out to be a huge bargain by the Angels before, uh, you know, the open market really skyrocketed with all this money that was being thrown around. And for the Dodgers after that, you know, they said that they weren't reluctant to go over the luxury tax, uh, but they would do it for the right player. This would be the third straight year going over the tax, and they did try to pursue Justin Verlander, which would have put them over that tax threshold. So uh, what they told us by their actions was there were no players outside mm -hmm. of Verlander that they really wanted to go over that tax for. David, you, you and I had a, a couple conversations toward the end of the year as it pertains to the young, talented guys who – had virtually been blocked because of the guys that were in front of them. You still had both turners in that lineup. That pre-made things difficult for the likes of of Lux and Vargas. Uh, it seems like the Dodgers are going to turn over the reins to, to a few of these young guys. What do you expect? Are they prepared to handle it? Or is this one of the things we're going to have to sit back and find out? Yeah, I think we all have to find out, Tony. Uh, not only Miguel Vargas and James Outman, who's, show glimpses in the short time that he got the opportunity before they made the trade for Joey Gallo. But Gavin Lux, right now, he's the Dodgers opening day shortstop. I think all three of those guys are going to play a pivotal role at the beginning of the year to see what direction the Dodgers need to go at the trade deadline. Can Lux handle it every day? Miguel Vargas, what's his position? Can he handle second base? He's going to get a lot of time at second base with Muncie at third base. And who's the Dodgers center fielder? I think that's mm. a huge question with Cody Bellinger being non-tendered and subsequently signing with the Cubs. So up the middle right now, the Dodgers went from Trey Turner, Gavin Lux, and Cody Bellinger to Gavin Lux, Miguel Vargas, and a combination of Trace Thompson, James Outman, and maybe some Mookie Betts. Um, that's not as strong up the middle as you would like a defending NLS champion to be going into the season. Yeah, and David, to follow up on on that, I mean, it's it's obviously a, a bit of a not a bit of a, a very different way of going about the off season and constructing a roster. What the Dodgers are doing this off season as compared to what they've done in the past when they've gone out and been very very active on the big time free agent market. I mean, personally for you, David, do do you like? This approach from the Dodgers, is there a feeling that, that maybe it's something different that over the course of the next year or two might prove to be ultimately, I, I suppose, more successful? Well, I, I think everybody's, I guess, outlook on the playoffs is a little bit different after last year, considering the Dodgers won the most games in the National League since the 1908 Pirates and were bounced in the first round by the Padres. Now, I have my own opinions on why they had such a um, basically a no-show in the first round, but the Phillies proved that you don't have to win 100 games yeah, yeah. to t make a run. And right now, I, I would say it's going to come down to the final two weeks of September to decide who's going to win the NL West. And if it's the Padres or Dodgers that are the wild-card team, the Padres showed you can make a deep run even if you don't win your division. So I, I feel like 
the Dodgers' outlook on the playoffs and I think a lot of other teams moving forward has changed after what we saw last year with the expansion of the playoff teams. Mm. Dave S.A. joins us here on Gwen and Chris, the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. He covers the Dodgers. And, and Dave, I, I, what was your – or was there a consensus of a, – a, a really a, a – I guess a come-together feeling about what the Dodgers ended up looking like in that last round that they got eliminated against the Padres. They had dominated the Padres throughout the regular season. Uh, what was the organization's takeaway, I should say, from that series, and how will it affect uh, going forward into this next season? Well, it was a different tone than many of us expected from Andrew Friedman after his season-ending press conference where he basically was not going to make wholesale changes as far as personnel or even approach mm. into the postseason, where the Dodgers have had a very uh, consistent approach to the way they handle things in the playoffs. Uh, a lot of us were expecting him to say, you know what, maybe we have to look at the way we go about things in the postseason because it really hasn't worked outside of 2020 and 2017. Um, but he basically stayed the course and said he doesn't expect his team to be 0 for 20 with runners in scoring position in the middle of a series. Um, and he credited the Padres for uh, being a hot team at the time. Now, m me talking to players, they feel like they let an opportunity slip away and agreed with me that they did not take the Padres seriously mm. and they did not treat it like a playoff series. Uh, it was a very convenient trip to San Diego. They all treated it like they do during the regular season where they drive separately and arrive at the team hotel at different times. As you know, Tony, that's a lot different. Yeah. And you guys know it's a lot different when, let's say, you're outside of California and you're on the team bus together, you're on the team flight together. It, it kind of brings the urgency of the playoffs. And talking to, to some veterans on the Dodgers uh, about a month after they were eliminated – they agree that we should have done something differently. We maybe should have taken a player-only bus to San Diego because it was apparent to me that the Dodgers did not realize the playoffs had, had started until they got to Petco Park, and by then it was way too late. It's interesting because the Padres, who were in the same boat, certainly had buses, team buses, players' buses, family buses, and that element that you speak of is probably the one glaring difference from the regular season to the playoffs. It it usually is much more buttoned up, but it sounds like the, the Dodgers, as you said, treated it like it was a regular season series. Yeah, and Tony, uh, the other consensus was the error that Trey Turner made at Dodger Stadium in Game 2 changed the momentum of not only that game, but the entire series. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I, I heard after game one where the Dodgers got out to that big lead early, uh, a lot of the coaches on the Dodgers staff said this was not the same Padre team because they the Padres continued to fight in that first game and try to make it a game where in games past earlier last season, they would basically have the life sucked out of them and the game would be over. So there were warning signs even in game one that, this was a different Padre team that the Dodgers needed to take more seriously than they did in the previous how many years. 
That is really, really interesting stuff. Again, we're joined by David Vassay, who covers the L.A. Dodgers uh, right now at 97.3 The Fan, Gwyn and Chris. David, obviously for the, the Padres, it's been um, a pretty interesting offseason, the addition of Xander Bogart, some of the other moves they've made. You look at last year, regular season, Dodgers win 111 games, Padres win 89, and uh, throwing out the projections and, and all the things like that. I mean, what's your take on what this division towards the top between the Padres and Dodgers could look like in 2023. Do you anticipate it being, and I think you alluded to it before by saying the the final couple of weeks of September, but what do you anticipate this division race being like in 2023? Well, it's very rare that you see in one year, one off season, 20 games made up, but Uh, The Padres started to make that ground up in the second half of last year. And with Juan Soto having a full year, a full spring training under his belt with the Padres, the addition of Bogarts, and you have Machado and Josh Hader having a full spring training with the Padres, uh, it feels like this is going to be a pennant race all the way down to the final weeks of September. It kind of has a feel as far as from the Padres' standpoint, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who went all-in in Brady's first year, and the way the Rams went all-in last year to win the Super Bowl. It feels like the Padres believe this is their window, especially after bouncing the Dodgers in the NLDS. They were not going to beat the Dodgers and take a step backwards. They smell blood in the water and doubled down on that during this past offseason. And Peter Seidler, the Padres owner, obviously – Uh, is going to be aggressive, seeing the window that they have with Machado possibly opting out. And, you know, this Juan Soto window that the Padres have right now as well. So it feels like the Padres realize this is their window and they were going all in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no no doubt about it. DV, it's not going to be long before uh, we're giving each other, you know, you know what, when we get down (laughs) to Arizona. Uh, You know, Tony Gwynn, you could say a lot of great things about him, but do not take any Pacific Beach bar recommendations (laughs) from him on an off day. I I won't roll any places under the bus, but let's just say Dave wasn't too happy with my suggestion. (laughs) DV, man. No, I was not. There were flies around my nachos, and there was nobody in the place. DV, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us, man. Dave Vasse, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorites. Awesome, awesome guy. And a fun interview. Yeah, well he, done. he could take a joke, that's for sure. Well done. Man, that's, I'm going to have to ask you where you went in PV. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't do my folks okay, in PV like right. that, man. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this week. Back at it Tuesday. We'll enjoy MLK Day on Monday. Back at it Tuesday. We'll recap uh, playoffs, the NFL playoffs, and we'll be at uh, Cathedral Catholic for a big rival game. St. Augustine and Cathedral Catholic going at it on the hardwood. On site Tuesday. We'll pre- preview it. We'll have both coaches on at some point during the show. So you guys enjoy your weekend. It's going to be a fun, fun NFL playoffs. Have go, a good night. Go for your nerves. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 